Good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Tuesday, September 26th, 2023. And our top story today, mortgage rates get closer to their yearly high. And joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Deidre Willard is with The Motley Fool. Deidre, always great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Happy to be here. All right, Deidre, um, last week the Fed had an announcement and they basically said they were going to kind of hold rates steady. I think they had a bit of a hawkish message in general about the economy. Uh, but I want to talk about mortgage rates. So let's start there and then we can kind of de- delve deeper into the residential market. How are mortgage rates doing? I seem to have read that things have kind of ticked up a little bit. Yeah, they have. Uh, we've we've hit numbers over seven percent, which is, uh, you know, I mean, that's the highest it's been in a very long time. So that is absolutely having an impact on the housing market. And and let's talk about the impact of the housing market. So as we have talked to you, I mean, during before the pandemic, after the pandemic, um, you know, housing prices were going up. And there wasn't a inventory as would be needed to supply the marketplace. How are we doing with, you know, home buying sentiment, I guess? Let's start there. Uh, Well, I'd I'd like to say we're better, but uh, we're not. So uh, the most recent numbers from the National Association of Realtors show uh, sales down about 15%. Unfortunately, prices still going up up um, about 4% and the average home price is over 400,000 nationally. So, and the inventory problem, you and I talk about it every time, it's at about 3.3 months. That's about half of what it should be for a normal market. So you've still got this issue. And especially with mortgage rates so high, there is very little incentive for someone who, even if they want to move, if they've got a a 3% mortgage and they have to go to a, a six or a seven, they don't want to do that. Yeah, you're almost you're almost doubling your your mortgage interest, right? I mean, you're doubling your cost when it comes to borrowing money. It doesn't make sense. Last time we spoke, we talked about the boomers, uh, a little bit older than I am, dominating the market and and being able to have the equity in order to buy a home. Maybe pushing out, nudging out first time buyers. Deidre, is that still the case? It is still the case. So first-time buyers uh, in August responsible for about 29% of sales. So that's that's still pretty good. And some of that, uh, it's, it turns out that a lot of those boomers are helping their children get those down payments. So that 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 is some of the benefit here. Oh, maybe I should ring my mom and dad. Maybe they'll, they'll help me out with a first-time down payment. Mom, if you're watching, dad, if you're watching, I may be calling. Uh, Deidre, in all seriousness, now can we can we ship, shift a little bit? I want to talk about the rental market because um, a lot of people moved out of Manhattan, some of the larger cities during the pandemic. They seem to have come back. If you can't buy a home, you want to be a first-time buyer, but you just can't get into a home because of the cost. Maybe someone's nudging you out of the market. You can't put all the cash down or whatever. How's the rental market doing in some of these major cities and maybe in suburbia? Well, it's very city specific. You know, it was up and down during the pandemic. It's stabilized on the high end. Uh, 
one of the issues in some cities is we are seeing a little bit of oversupply. So there's a lot of investment in multifamily. So in some markets, uh, Dallas, for example, there's a little bit of oversupply, especially at the high end. But at the lower end, there is still absolutely a need for affordable rentals, and there and there are not enough of them. Yeah, and there 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 aren't. I mean, when I look here in Charlotte, the numbers, are, and we're not even talking like luxury rentals, uh, Deidre. We're talking just. I would say regular rentals, uh, you know, you don't have all the amenities. Those numbers are going up through the roof. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, when it, when it comes to, um, let's go back to home buying for a second. It used to be the kitchen, the family room, uh, were the big spaces that really drove someone to buy a home, not buy a home. And that was the area that you really wanted to spice up or spruce up before you sold the home. That's still the case. People still looking at the kitchen, whether or not you have all the latest appliances? Are you energy friendly, for example? Or is it, I'll take what I can get and maybe upgrade later? With it, it's, it's both because with inventory so low, sometimes buyers have to take what they can get. But buyers also want, they still want an open floor plan. They still want all of those appliances. It's interesting on the new home market, one of the things that uh, KB Home, they recently reported earnings that they're seeing is people want they, they're willing to compromise a little bit on the size of the home, but they still want a certain number of bedrooms, partly because uh, a lot of people are still working from home. And, and do people want homes or do they want condos? I mean, I, when I think of a home, we've talked about this, I think about fixing the roof. I think about mowing the grass. I think about maybe a, uh, an HOA. Um, people still thinking about that or do they want something a little bit more manageable or, or does it matter by like the type of family that you have in your age range? So if it's just two of you, Maybe you don't need all that. You'd think that would be true, and I'd like to see more people go for condos. But uh, you know, the whole idea of a home of one's own uh, continues to be really popular. It's one of the reasons on the rental side that you have that that strong demand for single family rentals. People want people want the backyard. They may not want the maintenance to some extent, but they but they still want that traditional house. Yeah, they, they want the you know the picket fence, the dog, the two car garage all the accoutrements, the fire pit, all those things. It seems like there's like this image that people kind of buy to. Deidre, I need to take a very quick break. We come back, we're going to talk about commercial real estate. Get Deidre's opinion on that. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier and in control of your financial future. This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses. I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docuseries. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network 
will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Well, Deidre, thanks as always for staying with us. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two this morning. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's a fun one. So we're gonna switch gears now. We'll talk a little bit about commercial real estate and kind of dovetailing into what we talked about residential. Let's, let's kind of pick up the conversation. All those empty office buildings what do you do with them? People aren't necessarily returning back to work. Maybe part-time. I know some of the tech companies have forced people back or tried to force people back. But what do you do with those empty office spaces that are out there? Are they being rented for something else? Uh, yes and no. I mean, there's some conversion happening, but uh, we've talked before. The the con converting to residential is is challenging for a lot of buildings, especially if you've got the big glass curtain wall and you have, you know, the, the, the plumbing, the floor plan, there's lots of considerations. So uh, st that's becoming bigger. We're starting to hear more stories about it, but I am still hopeful that we are gonna see some return to work. You know, we're, we're still in, in uh, end of September now looking toward uh, a lot of the office mandates were sort of for like mid-September, uh, early October. We are seeing some signs of life, even in San Francisco, which is interesting, partly because I think the Silicon Valley uh, area in general, it's reinventing itself as like it was once the home of tech. Now it's the home of AI. And that is actually driving some interest as as new businesses start to form. So we talked about office space, Deidre, and I want to get to banking in a few minutes. But are there other sectors? Commercial real estate is so broad, right? So we've talked to you about uh, cell towers, data centers, where are the, the best investments, I guess, if you're a commercial real estate investor, where are the best subsectors to look at? I always look at what, what some of the companies like Blackstone are doing, uh, you know, wa watch those big institutional investors. And what I'm still seeing is the demand for in industrial, you know, we saw the, the e-commerce boom during the pandemic still happening a bit. I mean, industrial, they're the prices aren't as uh, as as high as as like going rising up faster and faster as they were, but there's still an undersupply there. So industrial continues to be big. And and in terms of the banking, when I kind of bring it back to banking, we saw Silicon Valley Bank. There were a whole bunch of other uh, banks that had some challenges. And have those abated, or is that still uh, the you know being able to lend, being able to borrow? Uh, is that still a a a critical detractor from the market today? There is still absolutely a uh, a commercial real estate loan concern. It's it's hard because it, it, it sort of, uh, you know, it comes up in the news and then it disappears, but it hasn't gone away. This is a slow growing problem because as companies try to refinance loans, they're finding it harder and harder. Uh, you know, uh, WeWork, for example, is trying to, is going through this thing where they announced they're going to try to, uh, renegotiate a bunch of their deals. So that's going to have an impact on things. You know, we still have, uh, we, we have an, an elevated rate of distress when it comes to commercial mortgage batch security loans. Uh, one, uh, one study I saw said that uh, the rate of distress is about 7%. So that's, that's elevated. So that's absolutely something to still keep an eye on. Yeah. And going back to artificial intelligence, I mean, does that, 
you know, I know, I know it's kind of, I want to say it's in its infancy in terms of adoption. I mean, every time you turn on the news, some industry is adopting. You know, we had chat GPT several months ago. Now all of a sudden we've, you know, with NVIDIA doing so well and others, the, the, the conversation's really shifted to AI. But does that necessitate more data centers? And I remember when Siri first came out, uh, I think that was the Apple Assistant, and they would say how it stored all this information. Does that artificial intelligence necessitate more data center supply needed? Do we have enough? And is that potentially a place where you could see investors park some of their money? Yes and no. Yes, there's absolutely a demand for for data centers, and uh, the big companies are, are are still building them. It's tricky. There's been so much consolidation on uh, the real estate investment trust side that there aren't as many data uh, publicly traded data centers to, to invest in, and a lot of the the companies like a like a Meta or or an Alphabet are are building their own. You know, it's interesting. You always see these these deals sort of happen in in the middle of nowhere, and uh, a, a lot of times Alphabet or or Meta, they will come into a town. They won't even sort of tell the town what company they are, and then it's sort of revealed later. But yeah, definitely still a demand for data centers. Uh, it's it's harder and harder for investors to get a piece of that. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. You, I mean, you just talk about some of these bigger tech companies. Every time you read the news, Google, Meta. Uh, Amazon just announced, I think they're enhancing their Alexa with AI. I thought it already had AI in it, but maybe I was wrong. It just seems like that's a, a, a pretty hot trend. Deidre, I want a last question for you. And this is, uh, I want to talk about commercial real estate starts for a minute. Um, we've talked about some of the challenges in terms of getting funding. Are they still building office buildings? And now I look out the window here in Charlotte, there's an office going or a, looks what looks to be an office building, a commercial space going up uh, right next door. But is that the case around the country in some of the bigger cities? I think like New York, they're always building on top of, in that city. Well, it, it depends because, I mean, if you already had a, if you already had the financing in place and you already had the project, uh, you know, uh, already going, you're, you're sort of, you sort of have to continue it. Um, there, there have been some uh, changes in, uh, in plans. So like if you were just, if you were about to build an office building at the, you know, as as this sort of evolved, maybe you're able to convert uh, to residential, depending on zoning and things like that. But there is there is still building, but not not at the rate it was right now. Yeah, and what I think about is all the construction workers. You know, where do they where are they going to go if they're not building buildings? I mean, these are iron workers. A lot of them are are laborers, carpenters, electricians, uh, elevator operator, engineers. Right. So you know, where are they going to go for an opportunity if they're not building office buildings because we need them to do their job. Deidre, we're going to have to leave it there. Always great to take a tour around the real estate marketplace with you. Thanks so much for joining us. And we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thank you. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more, all in one place. Check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content? Well, visit our website. We're back again tomorrow with another edition of BRNAM of another very special guest and a great topic. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe. Keep on saving. And don't forget, roll with the changes.
Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.